Say It Skillfully is about being who you really are and saying what you think needs to be said, even at work. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, the more you accept that you're part of the problem, the faster you can be part of the solution. Join Molly Chang today as together we break the silence and learn how to be happier, healthier, and more productive at work and in life. Hello, Molly here. Welcome to Say It Skillfully, helping you find the words to create shared reality in a way that's true to yourself. We have a dynamic duo on today's show. Hang on, folks. It is going to be a very fun one. My amazing guests are living proof of the power of youth. These two sisters, raised in Southern California, discovered and nurtured their creative genes early in life, at ages five and six, when one of them was on a gluten and dairy-free diet. They turned cooking with their mom into a YouTube show, shooting over 80 episodes in the U.S., Mexico, Thailand, Cambodia, Vietnam, France, and Germany. By the way, did, the, did their Mexico shows in their second language of Spanish. More recently, as middle schoolers, their interests turned more high-tech. Thanks to a 3D printer their dad got as a gift, the girls' curiosity led them to build 3D dragons and create their second business. Yes, beautiful, shiny, colorful dragons. They're selling and shipping these along with other custom 3D printed gifts all around the world through their site on Etsy. I am delighted to welcome to Say It Skillfully, young entrepreneurs, Tia and Talia. Hi, Molly. Thank you for having us on your show. Well, thank you for joining me. You have made my day, the story. Um, and, and so listeners know um, their father and I were at a conference together and he was just sharing a little bit. And I quickly jumped on the opportunity to invite these bright lights to the show. So I uh, can't wait to uh, learn more about this whole dragon business because it's really fascinating. But to start, you know, as the youngest folks who've ever been on my show, I would love for listeners to get to know you a bit. So how about if you two tag team and just share with us how you grew up, you know, the interests you have, what school's like, you know, it'll just help us appreciate what life has been like for you. Um, so we grew up in Southern California. We've been in the same house all of our life and we both love to read both book nerds you're book nerds okay so i want to do a voice check so the listeners can tell so tia you announce yourself so people can hear your voice then talia you do the same so we can kind of get the voice recognition oh uh, okay hi i'm tia and i'm talia okay boy now it's going to be really easy folks everyone's laughing <laughs> so do people think you're twins sometimes a lot, yes. All the time. All the time? Yeah. If we had a dollar every time someone asked if we were twins, we'd be millionaires. <laughs> I love it. So how do you, do you like it when they ask you that? No. It no. makes me laugh. <laughs> well, I, I had, what is it, you know, so I, I perceive that there's a lot of differences. What would, what would you say are the things that you're similar in? We both love to read, and we both love Wings of Fire. Oh, Wings of Fire. Tell us more. What's Wings of Fire? It's a book series about dragons by Tui T. Sutherland. She's one of my favorite authors. It's wow. just like a life about dragons in this world. It's really cool. It is very cool. So what about the differences? Share a little bit about the things that are 
you'd say are your differences? I feel that I'm very creative, while my sister might be more tech and more um I'm more techy and mathy and she's more creative and artsy. So that's the perfect combination to be in business together. Yeah. Yeah. When you uh, were growing up as little, little girls, did you get along really well? Were you fighting a lot? Sometimes. We'd have moments where we would, like, break out and, like, slap each other. But besides that, we're very nice to each other. Oh, that's great. So I'm curious. So I had two younger sisters and we, my mother once in a while would make clothes for us. And we thought it was the coolest thing. We loved wearing the same thing. Like if all three of us had the same outfit on, we thought that was like the coolest thing ever. Did your mom ever do that to you? No, I don't like wearing the same clothes yeah. as my sister. She'd do it to us when we were younger, but then can just stop doing it. You rebelled. It's so funny. So say a little bit more uh, activities that you folks do. Uh, we play pickleball as a family, and we both do jiu-jitsu and tennis. Ooh, the listeners know I am a huge, huge into tennis. Like, everything is about tennis for me. So tell me about your tennis. Do you play regularly? Um, We, not really regularly, but we have lessons with one of my friends. Uh, yeah, like once a week. Yeah, we oh. just take lessons. Really. Nice. Do you play? You ever play matches? No, no, no. Okay, so I, I'm gonna like give you a heads up. I wish I played more tennis as a kid, and it would have been super fun to be really mm-hmm. like play more of it. So you don't have to have a regret. You can play more tennis, and you'll be you'll be amazing. Because it's my parents are in their 80s, and they still play. So I would tell you, it's a total lifelong family sport. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I am curious. You've got the two girls. Do you ever wish you had a brother? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> did you ever ask for one? No. I think I did once. <laughs> Do you remember the answer? Um, I, don't, I think my mom said something like, where would you adopt a brother? <laughs> I'm not sure. He was like, I'm not going to create one. You can go find yeah. one. <laughs> That's fantastic. So I am, um, I'm wondering, is one of you more like your dad or one of you more like your mom? I'm probably more like my dad since we're both techy and, and we love to read. Yeah, I feel like our mom, she likes building like, like our Etsy store, she helped us build this creative, fun little shop on Etsy. And I love doing art. So I think I'm more like my mom. Nice. Well. No, that's really great. So it sounds like you've had a lot of just for, you know, really crazy great experiences at a young age. So, you know, I am curious and i appreciate the whole diet thing lately i my um niece and nephew had very very severe nut allergies to the point of the EpiPen thing and you know for my generation that wasn't as big of a deal um but it sounded like talia had this gluten dairy diet so tell us a little bit about you know what that was like working through that and then how you this whole youtube i i went on the sites i think folks it's tia and talia's tasty treats 
and it's just spectacular. Yeah, so when I was really young, I'd get rashes when I had gluten and dairy. So me and my mom would both have to eat certain foods that I personally did not like. So one day we were watching this YouTube channel about two girls making like cakes and cupcakes like full of dairy that but I really wanted it. So then my mom made up this idea of, hey, why don't we make our own but gluten and dairy free so you can actually have it. So then it turned into this large YouTube channel that we got to travel around the world doing these cooking channels with famous cooks and it's just spectacular. So wait a second. So it just you did there and then how did it just sprout into that? Because that's sort of like a fairy tale. Yeah, we travel a lot because my parents are just big travelers and we just wanted to do at least one show every country or place that we went and we just thought it would be really fun. Oh my gosh. So share with me who like who was executive producer figuring out the show and, and then how did you the recipe? Because this is, you know, this is you know, People do this for their whole living, you know, so it's a real thing. Our mom was the one who did all of that. Definitely. She did. She, she masterminded the recipes. I think she like took recipes, but like turned them gluten free and dairy free. Wow. So like just changed all like the flour and like taking out the eggs. And, you know. So what did you learn either. about doing recipes from her? Um, well, she likes healthy stuff, so we just learned, like, how to make gluten and dairy-free stuff with less sugar. She definitely taught us how to take care of our body in the foods that we eat, like the saying, you, you are what you eat. So if you eat, like, a lot of junk food, you won't get the nutrients you need to grow up. And mostly because we were young, we needed the right food to grow. So that definitely helped us, I guess. Yeah, like more than I guess. That's spectacular that you actually um, followed that. Because I, I, I call it the body is a shrine, right? So what you put into it, mm -hmm. um, it really matters. So uh, I am curious about the recipe process uh, I imagine everything didn't turn out perfectly on the first take. So what was it like experimenting? We'd keep doing it again. Like sometimes we might add in the ingredients, but then like accidentally forget to put the video on. We'd have to like redo it again, but it was still really fun because like we'd have a laugh out of it and we'd still bake it and it was really fun. Nice. Were you, would you, would you say that when you were before the, the YouTube, were you shy? No, not really. So it's easy I, for you to be on camera. Yeah. I like being on camera. I find it's also easier to be on camera when like a recording, you know, you can fix it and go back. But sometimes when it's like, what do you call it? Live? Streaming. Yep. I'd maybe get a bit nervous 
So like this is pretty nice because it's just recording and you could edit it. So did you learn to edit? No, my mom and <laughs> yeah, my mom did that. <laughs> That's <laughs> good. It's a real fam. They've got like skin in the game here. They know that they that you need them. That's great. <laughs> so talk to us, you know, traveling to the different countries, which is a real gift to have a chance to tour the world at any age, much less at a young age. So just take us through some of the places you went and, you know, you, what you liked or what you didn't, uh, what you learned. Yeah. So we go on a bunch of RV trips and we so we own an RV and we just like travel the world and we've been to like France, Germany, Thailand and this summer we went to Alaska and that was actually our 50th state. Wow. So what uh what is it like what do you think about travel? Like what what's the best part of travel for you? I love um just being in a different area and different culture it's it's a fun learning experience and traveling i just love it it's really fun it's really spectacular and fascinating cuz you could you get to learn about other people cuz you live somewhere where you like you live there your whole life or maybe not your whole life, but you get to experience other people and how they live their own life in the things they do or the things they eat and cook. And when you get to travel, you get to visit that, and it's really awesome. I love how you're so embracing of the different things and really welcoming that. Sometimes that's hard for people when they're traveling. So the things when you're traveling that you miss about home? I miss being in my own bed and we have a dog, so I miss him when we're out. Definitely. And it's I feel like we have a dog sitter for him, but it's yeah. I we just miss him a lot. That's one of the most things I don't like about travel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sometimes when you go away, you can be even more appreciative of what you have. That's what I'm hearing. That's fantastic. Definitely. Yeah. So do you have, uh, just for listeners sake, a particular uh, recipe that you would talk people through that you love? Anyone that stands out for you? We haven't memorized any recipes, but one of our favorites that we made in Maui was the chocolate breadfruit pudding. We don't know the recipe for it, but it's on YouTube and it's really good. Yeah, and so how do folks find the YouTube channel? What's, is there a URL for it? Uh, Just on YouTube, it's Tia's and Tia's Tasty Treats. Yeah. I'll, I'll share that. That's amazing. Okay, I um, have to do more YouTube myself, so I might have to tune in and learn from you folks. Let me segue a bit to school, and I'm curious if you feel like you're super studious. Are you do you like studying a lot? Do you have favorite subjects? Um, if it's if I'm studying math or something, I love it because math is my favorite subject. But if if it's not really math and it's not really anything I'm reading, then I don't really like it. How do you get yourself to like 
push through it? Um, I just, we don't really have anything. I just do it because I know that I need to. Do you feel like your parents have to push you or you guys push yourself? I push myself more than my parents push me. My favorite class <clears throat> is definitely art. Uh, we have a new teacher this year at my school. She's really nice. And like at my old school, art used to be just, okay, here's a piece of paper, do whatever you want. But at this new school, like now there's fiber whip and there's like painting and I'm really excited and it's going to be great. Wow. That's very cool. Um, I, I don't, I don't do art well, so I guess tell me a little bit about the creative process. Um, when you're in your creative juices, like how does that work for you? Um, you mean like sketching or just anything? I'm just curious because you're so, I'm really impressed with how free you are about whether it's you're writing a book, you're drawing. And so I'm just kind of curious about how you think about a creative process as a young person. Yeah. So I think of art as steps. Like in sketching, I mostly like sketching dragons. So like the steps that you have to take are like the formations of the skeleton for the body and then like maybe shaping it like clay and also like then adding details and maybe coloring it and it's kind of just like writing a book like I'm starting to write this book where you have to have the base of what you want and then like at the beginning you have to add uh, uh, like hints that you're gonna connect to the end and then like the plot and it's just a mix of things to create your final structure. It's fabulous. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Other hobbies or things that listeners might want to know that you like to do. I love doing handstands. I'm obsessed. So how did this, because we share that in common. Where did that come from? I don't know. I just started doing handstands and I do like a hundred a day or something. I'm, I love it. And did you, did you, did you watch someone do it? Were you in a gym class or a gymnastics class you saw it or I'm, I'm it, cause it's really hilarious because I'm sort of obsessed with handstands too. I was in gymnastics like three or four years ago. And then stopped. But in those three or four years, I hadn't done much handstands. Only this year have I become more obsessed with them. Okay, so for listeners who are potentially interested in inverting and going upside down, Tia, how would you? Uh, what advice would you give to them in doing handstands? Um, point your toes. Pointing toes makes you like be up more since it's it's just very um balancing 
Alia, are you an upside down one? Do you like doing handstands at all? No, not. I'm not the biggest fan of handstands. I can barely even like stay up for a second. I'll like kick up, but then when when I do a handstand, I'm afraid I'm gonna fall over because I kick too hard. Uh-huh. So, like people have this thing where you kick, but not enough to actually fully get on your hands. Like I'll do it in the pool because like it helps you balance more, but on land. No, thank you. Okay. When I see you, we're going to do a handstand clinic. This will be like super fabulous. I can't wait. I love it. I love it. Uh, okay. We have so many different things here. I want to get to this the dragons, 3D printing. I would imagine there's a lot of listeners who have not seen, I have actually seen one myself, but have maybe haven't even seen it, but definitely don't know how 3D printing work. So first share with us how on earth this whole dragon thing started and and let's just take people through it because it's just a brilliant story. So my dad had bought a 3D printer and and for us as a gift and my sister loves dragons. She so she wanted to print one and he found a good person who makes them and we just started we wanted a dragon we wanted a printer for ourselves so we he said if you can sell enough dragons you can buy your own printer so we started trying to sell dragons and we bought our own printer yeah so we went to the ymca camping dads and daughters where we sold i think it was 17 dragons and we also took orders so we had to print them and with that amount of money we got another printer and then i think we just kept selling more like hey let's let's get another one so we got another and then people started donating some printers to us actually so Someone donated two small printers to us that are very, that's very kind. And then my mom's like, okay, I'm going to build a Etsy shop to help people know, hey, we're selling these. Would you like one? So she built this Etsy shop. It's tiatalia.org on Etsy. And so then we started a business. I I love it. So so just share with me. We're gonna go. We're gonna unpack this. Share with me, love the 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 dragons. You just love dragons. What is it about dragons that you love so much? Um, I think when I was reading Wings of Fire, it just got me really inspired because there are these creatures that you can only read in like books and legends and stuff that I just personally like. Because in Wings of Fire, they have, like, tribes and certain powers. And it's really creative because I like building the structure of how you'd write the book. And I feel like it's just really the creative part of it that really inspired me to start my own book, I guess. That's so cool. Did you watch the movie How to Train Your Dragon? Yes. Do you like that movie? Yes, I do. 
I have to say, I love the movie. I thought it was really fabulous. Mm-hmm. But that, that's my, I don't want to bias you. Okay. So you've got this thing. So, okay. So, so talk to help listeners. Like how does a 3d printer work? Because I have to be honest with you, I'm going to bet a fair number of folks haven't aren't clueful. So give them an idea how big it is and like, how does it work? Um, it's about, um, maybe a foot or a foot and a half tall and a foot wide or something. Maybe a bit and, bigger. And so you have the filament and you thread the filament PLA plastic. The filament is PLA plastic and you thread the filament into the printer. And so you have the model on the computer and you get the the chip, the file, and put it and send it to the printer. And the nozzle, the nozzle and the bed get really hot and the nozzle prints the plastic on the bed and on the X, Y, and Z bed and it prints the dragon. Wow. So how long does it take to print a dragon? It depends on its size. So we have like the small 16 inch dragons. They'll take up to like what? 24? No, 14. 14 maybe? 14 hours. And then like the large dragon, 24 inches might take up to a day. 24 hours. 24 hours. Wow. So when you guys did the first one, so you're having to design on your computer. You have a program that says this is what this beautiful dragon looks like. That's the file that you're creating, Talia? Um, I'm not the one creating it, but yes, you would go onto a file and you'd create it on something called Tinkercad. Mm-hmm. It's something just where you take like shapes and you can enlarge them, you can shrink them, you can make it so it deletes a part. Like, you have to mold it from these shapes like your common shapes into a dragon or something else that you might want to print and it's it's really cool wow so you have a program and you get that you you create through the program this perfect dragon and then you hit send and it goes to the printer yes wow and so when you're down and kudos to bad michelle for saying, I'm not buying it for you, but if you make enough money, you can buy your own. How much does a 3D printer cost? About $260. Wow, $260. And are there kind of generally the same model, or are there a lot of varieties of models? Um, There's definitely different varieties. Like, there's one printer that, like, it's definitely more expensive. It, like, makes sure that it won't fail like it takes longer as well so it like makes it perfect and then there's others that like have like we have the pla plastic ones but then there's one with this what is it like a liquid that will it'll dip the bed into it and then pull out only a specific part and then it'll keep doing that over and over to get the exact same shape that you'd get if you do it with the PLA plastic, but then there's also like different pros and cons about them that we think is a bit harder if you have the liquid. Very high tech. 
very high tech. Yes. So, um, so the, I, I'm curious, do you do all, only custom? Cause I read custom or do you have some, some models that you keep doing the same one that people want? Are they all custom? We have a lot of models that are the same. Yeah, we don't really custom make dragons, but we just... So far, we haven't had people giving us ideas, but we just think of them maybe like look online. Like so far, our jeweled dragon, it's just... Hmm, how do I explain it? Um... The jeweled lizard, we we had someone in Venezuela. He he made the model for us, and we he's been making lots of other models for us. So we have him as a modeler for us. Yeah. So far, we just came out with two new ones that we have not put on Etsy. Yeah. Wow! How many different? uh models of dragons do you have now i think we have one two wait one two three four five okay we have, we have a lot i lost count we have, we have a, a lot. lot yeah because there's all different sizes that you can shrink them to and there's like the baby versions and there's the larger versions and one, two, three, four. We have four larger dragons, and then I think eight baby dragons. The jeweled lizard, and then one, uh, sixteen inch. Wow, uh, wow. Now, so so let's segue because this is such a great entrepreneurial uh, journey for you. Now, talk about the selling part. So, mom was super put up the Etsy site. So talk to us about your, I'll call it sales and marketing. How are you going about, you know, selling the dragons? Um, We have, Etsy has ads that they offer and we put those on and I bring a lot of dragons to schools to, to, to sell them with business cards and stuff. And one of my best friends helps a lot because she is obsessed with them too. And she wants us to to sell a lot of them. Um, yeah. So now what do you find is the clincher to get people to close the sale? Or do people just say, okay, I'll buy it? Sometimes that's true, Bears. We might like, hey, do you want this? And they're like, mm, we're kind of just looking. And then we might like talk to them. Like there's a smaller version that like maybe cheaper that you might want to get. And then they're like, hmm, maybe this is a reasonable price. Or sometimes they like, could I have a different color? So we might print a different one. And oh, yeah, the colors. Yeah. And what's so listeners know, what's the price range? If someone wants to, to get a dragon for their kid for uh for a present, how much do they have to pay? The smaller dragons are about twenty dollars and the bigger dragons are about forty. We also have 
um, octopuses and dolphins, which are $7. Oh, how did you expand into octopus and dolphins? So at first we were uh, legally, what do you call it? Like uh, uh, selling dragons. But then we found this other guy with, who was like doing dolphins and octopuses. And I think he also does like, what are they? Uh, sharks and elephants and like just animals in general. And we also looked into that and we are one of like 12 people that can sell from his creations. Wow. So you're, it's kind of like a license thing? Like he's giving you. Yeah, it's a, it's a license. Yes. Wow. Look at you. So how are you learning about the profit? Because you sell it, but you have to deduct the cost of like, you know, the, the materials and all. So who's who's running the financials here? My dad, mostly. Definitely. <laughs> is he giving you a lesson on that or is he just taking care of it? Yeah, the other day we all went in, uh, to his office and we had this large conversation about like the revenue and the expenses and the taxes. So like for the expensive, we just wrote down like the printer, the filament, the boxes, the stuffing, like for all, all the shipping. And then like we all took a guess on how much we'd think we'd end up with so yeah and who was closest we don't know we, yet we're we just took an estimate so far we haven't uh fully done it i see i see as you were going through that i am curious not that we're trying to only maximize profit but was there anything that came to mind about huh this would be cheaper or this would be more value add um that's kind of up to me and my mom. Like, some of the stickers that we, like, decorate the boxes with, like, some of them are, like, a two-pack, but they're, like, maybe a bit more expensive than the one-pack, but then you'd get two. So it's kind of like doing math, I guess, and knowing your resources to see if you can get something for cheaper or expensive yeah yeah that's yeah, phenomenal that's no it's really it's really phenomenal I, i'm wondering if you step back how this has helped you in a general sense um maybe understanding money and how things what things cost um well well, what do you mean by that? Like, I well, know you know, yeah. yeah, I mean, just thinking, you know, sometimes, you know, when, when people haven't earned money, sometimes it can be easy to spend money, not really being yeah. like, what does it take to get it? You know what I'm saying? So I'm just wondering if you've had any aha. Uh -huh. uh, yeah, I'm not a big spender because mm -hmm. I, yeah. I just don't have interest with things. I only really like books. Our family's taught us to like save and like, donate and like sometimes like in your piggy bank you might say expenses like things that you might spend on or charity or things that you might want to put into stocks so like you have to know what you should spend it on or things that you want to spend it on or things that you need to spend it on 
Yeah. So this is great. When you save money, what are some of the things that you like to, if you will, splurge on that you like to spend your money on? I, I think... like buying books. Yeah, it's definitely books. Uh, I think we're both trying to see if we can get like, I'm going to see if I can get an Apple Watch and I think like new phone, like phones and new computers, maybe. Wow. Well, I am going to give your parents big kudos that you folks are so disciplined and thoughtful about it because that's, you know, it's the same time you don't want people to be panicked about money and, and yeah. but you want people to appreciate it and that you're empowered to, to make more of it. So when, um, so I am curious because, you know, you're full-time students and you've got your activities. So how do you manage your time so that you, you are, you know, spending time on your business as much as you want? Um, like during the day in the morning, we like get, go to school and then we might have like activities like jujitsu, like an hour and then maybe tennis. But so sometimes at night, like then we have our homework and, and dinner and maybe like other priorities. Sometimes the dragons can take up to like an hour if we have a lot to like ship out. It, we can sometimes like stay up till like 10 or 9 every night on school nights. Wow. And like wake up at 6.30 in the morning. Repeat. Wow. wow. So what, is there anything that, you know, they, a lot of um, adults like to use the term keeps you up at night about your business. Is there anything that keeps you up at night about your business? Sometimes, really. sometimes <laughs> things that might keep like, me up would be like, oh my gosh, we need to like ship this and get it out. Like maybe like tomorrow's the due date that we have to be able to ship it out. That might be like my only concern sometimes, but yeah. not really like dying concerns. Well, that's good. You shouldn't have those. So I'm curious about the customer feedback. Has everyone been super nice or have you had people who are unhappy? Um, We've had some people who... um who messaged us about their dragons or dolphins being broken and that's because maybe they well one of them their kids were playing with it rough so we just to keep them happy we just ship them another one and was that an easy decision or did you guys have to discuss it sometimes we'll discuss it like yeah <laughs> Well, this is kind of a great question because in business, especially in family businesses, sometimes, you know, they're very special because you know each other so well, you can kind of move and flow. You know, that's a really awesome thing about family. But then sometimes you get into issues. So do you, have you guys had issues or arguments, if you will? Um, I think the only arguments that we, we might have is like, hey, should we do a discount for our friends? Yes or no? Like, what should we like charge them if they want one? Should we have a friend discount or should we not? And then like, should we give them a fail instead? Or like, should we give one for the birthday for free? Or just not really full arguments, but just like, kind of like, hey, do you want to do this? Debating, healthy debate. Yeah. So where are you on that? Do you have a friends and family discount program? Yeah. Yeah, it's um, our friends and family discount is 25% yeah. off. 
Oh, very generous. Very generous. Now you mentioned the idea of, um, you know, supporting through charities or nonprofits. Is that something that you folks do? Yeah, so, like, when we were camping, we were helping the YMCA, so we gave 10% of what we sold to them. That's great. How did you guys decide on that? Um... Well, they were just letting us sell at the camps, and yeah, we were, we, were, we were definitely grateful for that because I like got some campouts we weren't allowed to, um, and a lot of kids wanted to buy the dragons. So yeah, we were grateful for that, and them letting us do that. Nice. So, what is the best part of um, you know, when people uh, have your dragons? What's the best part of it for you? Definitely like watching the kids be happy and playing with it is very like it's fun to watch the kids just be happy and it kind of though we are giving it away like maybe your favorite one and you're selling it 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 should make you happy that some other kid is playing with it when we have thousands that we could play with yeah I really appreciate how um, your generous generosity of spirit, you know, it's your, um, and kudos to your parents. But, you know, when you are very grounded in your own self and you're, you know, you feel like you're in a good place, it can be a lot easier to think about and help other people. And that comes across very clearly to me. So that is something to big time congratulate you guys on. Um, would you, uh, when you look back, and I kind of, this is, you know, I, people always ask, oh, lessons learned, you know, but maybe go back to your, um, both your YouTube and the Dragon business experiences. And I know they're in motion still, but what would you say were some big learnings? If you look back, say, wow, that was kind of a big learning for me. I know definitely in the 3D printing, like we got to learn a bunch of math and like stocks and like for the 3D printing, you have to learn the X, Y, and Z coordinates. And like for stocks, who should you like put money into? You know? And for tea and Thai's tasty treats, we learned how to bake stuff and learned cultures in different places and all the culturistic food. So, so amazing. So talk to me about your um, friends and are your friends um, from around the world? You, you seem like you've traveled a lot. So do you have a very international friend base? Um, we don't really, we don't really meet a lot of kids our age when we travel, but my parents have a lot of friends Definitely internationally because like of EO. Yeah. Oh, tell listeners about EO. What's EO? EO, it's Entrepreneurs Organization. It's an organization for entrepreneurs and they travel a lot and sometimes the 
some entrepreneurs talk and give speeches to other entrepreneurs to help them with their businesses? It's definitely to help other people grow in their businesses. So say you're starting out a business and it's like, okay, I'm at a wall. I need help. You might like go to an EO announcement and there's someone speaking of like how to get past this wall and like this is what I need I'm gonna go there and then everyone else like watching the speech or something is in the exact same problem and talking to them and being around them can help you grow and learn of to like like no more and it just helps to be around people going to the th- through the same thing to mm-hmm. like hey we're doing the same thing i can help you yeah that's so fabulous really 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 fabulous so do you think in your not that we're super worried about your future jobs but do you see yourself as an entrepreneur when you're older definitely Definitely. Okay. We love that. Your parents, I'm sure, are great. So let's just segue because, you know, it is a Say It Skillfully show. And I'm sure that, uh, you know, everyone at all ages have kind of tough conversations. So I'm curious, is there a tough conversation you can put out there and we'll unpack it for listeners? Um, I When I think of that, I think of maybe talking to your teacher because, like, say you have a homework assignment that you forgot about and she calls you out during class, but you're trying to talk to her about, hey, can you maybe not call me out during the class? Can you maybe talk to me like when we're switching classes? How would you say that? Oh, that's a great one. I love it. Um, let's just make up the name of the teacher. We'll just call it uh, Miss Jones. How's that? Miss Jones. And would you say this teacher you have a pretty good relationship with? Great. That's great. So the the model is always me, you, we, and me meaning, hey, what's going on for me? So when you think about the situation, like how do you feel about it? When I think about it, I think maybe a bit embarrassed because like the kids around you are like, oh, she didn't get her homework done and now she's getting called out during the class. Yeah, no, very fair. And that's really great. I'm really uh, kudos to you for knowing that because it's really important to say, hey, embarrassed. And that's very legit, you know, and being embarrassed is fine, but it's also not something you need to hold yourself back with. But it's like, hey, that's something that's going on for me. And I'd rather not be embarrassed. And then you think about you, like, what do you think it's like to be the teacher when they're calling a student out? I think it's like to the rest of the class a show of opportunity of like this is what might happen if you don't get your homework done like I'm just going to give you a reminder given your homework yep yep that's so great so it's great that you can put yourself in the person's shoes so they're not going after you trying to be mean but they think that they're doing something that helps the class right and then when we think about the we like what's best for us if you think about you and Miss Jones let's call it you want to have a great relationship and you know you want to ask for what you need, right? And appreciate what she's trying to do too. So that's a little bit of preparation and that might just take 60 seconds, right? But you're thinking it through. So you might be like, hey, Miss Jones, 
um, I had something on my mind is now a good time to talk to you about it. It's nice to ask for permission, right? Oh, sure. Sure. Come on in. Um, and then you say, well, you know, I appreciate that. Um, and I own it, right? That I uh, didn't hand this in or whatever the thing that didn't happen. So we're not shirking that. Um, and it's absolutely your right to call it out. I, I have a request though, because it, it doesn't help me, you know, feel good about myself and do my best work at school. So I'm wondering if in the future you could, um, help me by taking me aside and calling me out more privately. Mm -hmm. So I'll pause there. How's that land for you? Good. It's great to be, I love how you're like, if I had, I had adults who were as on top of how they feel as you, I, we would be like in a whole better place, love. So this is really great. So I appreciate your going there for me. Um, okay, so let us segue here. I'm looking at the clock, wow. So I, I love um, the fact that you folks are such, just so tight as a team. And so I'd like to ask um, Tia, if you would tell us one thing you appreciate about Talia and Talia, you tell us one thing you appreciate about your sister Tia. I appreciate that Talia is really creative and enjoyable to be around. And she's very just energetic. I definitely appreciate of Kentia because if she didn't do all like the tech stuff for the business, like I don't know how to do that. And it's really helpful to have her there and it's family's business and I love it and it's loving and it's awesome. So fabulous. Um, let's take this back to a little bit of the reflection. Um, when you think about all that you've done in your ripe old middle school age here, um, what's one thing you're each personally most proud of? I'm proud of like, like, cause we're in middle school, you wouldn't think that a middle schooler would start their own business. And um, I like, the independence and me being able to do it on my own and kind of making my own money. It makes me feel older. And I feel like people at, at our age is like, they're trying to be more mature. And I feel like this is one way to like have someone feel good about themselves and ready for years to come. Yeah, well, I am just beaming, and I think we have to close with a shout out to your parents. So, is there something you would like to appreciate about your amazing parents? I love that they're so helpful and kind and loving, and they just help us a lot, and they're always so supportive. We love them. Yeah, if we didn't have them, we would not have this business. Uh, it's so joyful. Remind uh, all the listeners again uh, the website that they can go to so that I can imagine that people would be wanting to get one of these spectacular, lovingly printed dragons for their friends and family. TT3D.org. TT3D.org. That's spectacular. I love it. So let's, um, you know, you've talked a lot, and this is probably not something you do every day. So I would like for you to share with listeners, each of you, you know, what what was it like 
for you to share a little bit of your journey, you know, with people all around the world? It's fun. It's really fun. It's it's exciting and it's fun to share out things that you mostly won't once in a while just randomly like walk up to a person like, hey, I've started a business. But it's a way to show people a fun way of your life. Love it. Anything else? Um, uh, I love just telling people that we've done this at such a young age. And it's, yeah, it is fun. And it's, it's just a learning experience. And it's amazing that we've done this so young. Well, I think that your um, your your maturity is really uh, amazing, and I love that you don't take yourself so seriously either. Um, and and listeners have heard me say that the killer combination is the you know the humility to know that you don't have all the answers and you know you're going to make mistakes, but the confidence to know that you'll figure out the answers and be better for them. So uh, it's really it's just a delight, you know, and um, when your dad told me about you, um, I was just glowing, just the idea of it and just learning a little bit more about it has made me want to know even more. So I want you to know that I am here for you uh, in any way that uh, I can be helpful. You absolutely inspire and uh, you're, all you've shared has just brought the biggest smile to me and I'm sure many others and you have poise, you have maturity, you're starting to learn your business acumen, clearly your work ethic. It's really a great example for all ages. I know your parents are proud. I'm proud. And I bet listeners around the world are too. So um, here I am. I'm cheering for you. I love how you're dreaming. You keep creating a bright future and aspiring, especially other young people um, to empower themselves to do the same. So you're a big part of the solution. The world needs you. And uh, I'm here. I'm here absolutely cheering for you. So you take good care and I'll give you a big hug virtually. And when we see you, we'll be doing handstands. Thank you, Molly. Thank you, gals. We will see you very soon. Take good care. Bye. You too. Bye. Thank you. Ciao, ciao. Oh boy, folks. It just doesn't get, it doesn't get any better. Um, in my chats with these gals, I have to close with what I uh, read from them. And the most important ingredient as they were baking away is always love. Love makes the world go round. And that is a wrap, folks. Thank you for tuning in. Please be part of the solution and kindly share this show. Amplify Tia and Talia's voices. Reflect on your top takeaways. And know I'm cheering for you to be who you are and say what needs to be said so that you and those around you have a shared reality. Essential to make the best decisions, execute with speed, and achieve outstanding outcomes at work and in life. Homelessness is a problem that's more costly to ignore than solve. The U.S. spends $12 billion a year responding, but resources alone aren't enough. I'd like you to know there are cities and counties proving what does work. Partnering with Community Solutions, a nonprofit I'm on the board of, more than 80 communities around the country are succeeding in ending homelessness, beginning with chronic and veteran homelessness. They convene local leaders around data and are changing how they work and spend their resources. So homelessness becomes rare, 
more than half have already reduced the number of people experiencing chronic and veteran homelessness with commitment to get to zero. What can you do? Visit www.built40.org and see whether your community is engaged. Contact your mayor and ask, do you know the number of people experiencing homelessness in real time? Do you know every homeless person by name? What are you doing to drive measurable reductions in homelessness? Please challenge the fiction that says homelessness is an intractable problem. Thanks for listening to Say It Skillfully with host Molly Chang. Join us again for more ways to say it skillfully next Tuesday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow Molly on LinkedIn and Twitter. Check out SayItSkillfully.com and sign up so you don't miss her latest 90-second video. And please, be part of the solution. Kindly tell others about this program so they say it skillfully too. 